just like that, they buy it. They eat it up. You pander to them, you thank them. I mean, really, people, I thought you were a little bit smarter than that. I mean, it's just so easy wow. to say the name of the city. You cheer. Hey, oh, Stephanie, you. Stephanie, you just cheer. I just, mean, just come on. Welcome to the A Show. Yo, yo, welcome back to the A-Show with the kings of pro wrestling podcasts. I'm Justin. I'm here with Meals. I'm a little, I'm, I'm dragging today. Oos. I'm a little draggy today. Listen, it's episode 82. Yeah. I mean, at this point, we it's the marathon. Shout out to Nipsey Hustle. The marathon continues. And, Absolutely. you know, it's a, it's a constant, continued, you know, pace to keep this up weekly and things like that but we love to do it there wouldn't be any reason why you literally drive for almost two hours to come and do this podcast oh my god this (laughs) i i was in virginia uh all yes of course how was that wait a minute how was it going home the prodigal son yeah (laughs) virginia it was was great it's pharrell then timberland then you (laughs) (laughs) and then push a t Hey, I like that. I like that lineup. I like that lineup. That's good. Hype me up like that. Hype me up. <laughs> um, it was great. My my mom graduated from college. Um, oh, fantastic. Oh my God. Congratulations to Mama Five. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had a great Mother's Day uh weekend. She she finessed me out of a out of lunch on Sunday. I don't think I've even talked about this yet. She finessed me. We should we went we went to this this steakhouse, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, she was like, I want to go to this steakhouse i've never been i was like all right cool and go to the steakhouse you know no problem and so uh we went to the steakhouse and it, it turned out it was like a it was a a uh, a buffet and i was like oh okay great so like, it's probably gonna be like you know it'll be sizable you know right we eat all that stuff we had fried shrimp we had oysters we had all of this shit all of that all of at our disposal it, it was 80, it was like 96 bucks. And I was like, you know what? I think she knew how much this was going to be. I think she knew she was going to finesse me today. Listen, she wasn't intent on paying. You thought she was going to pay on mother? No, no, no. no. I, didn't, I didn't want my mom to pay, but I knew, that she, I knew that she was about to, she was trying to finesse the, the, the bigger. Oh. As soon as I heard steakhouse, I was like, hmm. Mm, that's pricing. That's and a then, bill. And then I heard, I heard, I heard. The uh, I heard buffet. I was like, Oh, I'm about to, she's about to hit me over the head, huh? And you know what? Whatever, she deserved it. She graduated from college, she she birthed three wonderful kids, and she created a great legacy. So, anything for mom. Uh, Listen, that's a great, that's a great, that's a great story because I didn't have any like accomplishments from people over the week. Because, once again, I guess, I mean, I don't know, maybe no one's doing anything popping right now, but um. Shout out to your mom. We go, we'll give it to her. That's a great. That's a great story. So I, I get. I got back yesterday. Okay. And today I had to drive all the way from. I, I live very much in the suburbs. <laughs> I live in the suburbs. Okay. I live. I do not live in the city. I had to drive all the way to the valley 
today. So that's an hour and 30 minute drive. And then I, I rushed home. Uh, we, we went overtime and in a, in a, got a company uh, thing today. Had to rush home and uh, get here. So, you know, I'm, I'm fresh off the plane, right to the valley, right on, right back to the A show. And we're here, we're active, man. We're here, we're active. First of all, well, I have one I have one little conversation piece that I'd like to talk about before we really get things started. Okay. And, you know, we do have a guest in the show that we'll, you know, at some point we'll be popping in. Um, but I want to talk about something before it gets to the hands of RSPN. Okay. And that is the Knicks. My New York Knickerbockers, because I know when we get to RSPN, it will not be the same conversation that I have now. <laughs> I know Mark. Mark's been laughing at it all day, um, showing all his teeth, by the way, all of them. Laughing. All, all of his cartoon teeth. <laughs> 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 laughing it up, chuckling it up. Jeff, he's cool, but still, the slander is definitely available on, on cue at any point. I just want to say I'm not completely sad. I mean, yes, I would love Zion Williams. Yes, of course. I would love Zion in New York City. I love Zion to change the culture. I would love to feel the same way you guys felt when I guess LeBron showed up. Um, hey, after I, I deleted all my slandered t- tweets. Oh, well, as you should. But you know what? I'm not mad at it. You know, New Orleans... He's going to be down there playing in all the swamp pits and, you know, eating up all them gumbo and all the other stuff. He's a big boy, so you're going to be even bigger by the time he gets out of there. You know what? And, and I'm sure he'll come to New York anyway, maybe. I don't know. Whatever. Um, but the number three pick, I mean, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm That's good. Not That's not bad, right? It's not bad at all. It's not bad at all. Now, it's not the number one pick or the number two pick, which are, I guess, ultimately the, the better of the picks. Like it starts, you know, the conversation starts being had when you get to number three, number four, number five, and somehow your Lakers somehow snuck their way. <laughs> Ain't no sneak. Ain't no sneak. <laughs> Into the, you think it was fate? Yeah, it was fate. Man, what are you, talking you, about? It, you didn't think LeBron made the call, freeze the envelope, figure it out. Nah, it, it's supposed to happen. It's because of the year that we had before he got there. You know what I'm saying? No, no, I, I don't buy that. I don't buy that. LeBron made the call. Um, everyone made the call. New Orleans made the call. Because how all of this has happened with all the Lakers and, and New Orleans sort of mixed up and mashed up. And, and you know, everyone, especially the three losing teams. I'm, I'm glad if we lost the most. Because if we lost any more than that, I mean, if we won any more than that, we wouldn't have got any. Everyone would have been laughing at us even more. Um but listen, I'm just here to say New York City is fine. KD will be here. I'm ready for KD. I'm ready to throw up my Durant shirt. And, I, and I'm ready to buy a Durant jersey because... You, I remember, you really think that's going to happen? Yes. Oh, my God, yes. Yes. Yeah, I hope you're ready for his, his attitude. I'm ready for everything, man. I'm ready for him. I'm ready for Kyrie. I'm ready to win, to buy, honestly, because it's been a long couple of years. Um, Kyrie's so weird. He's going to say something or do something very weird where he's during his tenure there. So I always felt like when the Knicks had Porzingis, who shall, whose name will never be spoken again, and, you know, may, may, or, may or may not have got what was coming to him over the weekend. But, wow, um, I always felt weird about buying his jersey because I was like like the million black eyes of the league and I'm here struggling if I should buy a Porzingis jersey or not like um, 
No. I'm gonna wait on it. I, I said I'm gonna wait on it. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm gonna wait and see on the Lakers. I, I think we are a mess right now. Uh, we need help. We all, Bron, don't just need help. The whole <laughs> damn team needs help. <laughs> we, we need real help right here with, with the Lake. But it's a Hollywood drama, man. It has its ups and downs, and in the end, the good guy wins. You feel me? I mean. We can only hope that New York and L.A. recover at some point. But I just wanted to get that conversation out here before the 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 slander truck comes in and Mark is the, the slander conductor because he's been waiting. And I know he's been waiting. He's more, you know, he's not upset that his his heat got, what, 13, 14, 15, whatever the hell pick they got. Oh, they're going to suck for a long time. <laughs> I mean, they're like a forever fringe on eighth seed team uh-huh. for at least the next couple of years. Decades. So so <laughs> forever fringe like come on um guys i don't even know about i mean you know whatever um and their little Dwayne wade is gone oh well you know what you know it was about time it was S- right on time i like to call him std wade <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to us getting on all the slander before you know we get to Make sure you listen to RSPN this Friday. <laughs> yes, sir. Shout out to Mark and Jeff. Shout out to Mark and Jeff. I mean, we got we set we set the table up for you guys. By all means, eat, flourish. But just know, LA and New York City, we will be back. Yeah, it's just man. only a matter of time. We yeah, will be back. Yeah, motherfucker. Yeah. RSPN. Let's now, get a, let's get a nose bard. Let's get a no holes bard. What's the, what's the first topic on no holes bard? We got our Sasha. Banks watch this week. Very you definitely need like a, a sound effect or something. It's boss time. Her accent is so weird. Um Sasha Banks watch. Very short uh, uh, Sasha Banks watch this week. Uh she I think she went to the beach this week. I think she went to the beach or something. She was in uh, Los Angeles <laughs> last week, uh, hanging out with a close friend of hers, and uh, and her hair is black. It's big, bluggity black. All right, so yeah. um, I've heard something about why people dye their hair black. Was that? It's usually because they're going through something. They're going through some sort of turmoil. They're going through some sort of you know. Um, issues in their life and they just dye their hair black that's that's what i've learned i learned that on trl like 15 years ago well she was you know looking at rocks and hitting things with uh you know hitting tvs and stuff she went to the like there's this uh place in la where you can go and you can pay to go destroy things Hmm. uh yeah and she she was there and you know she was like i'm in control of my destiny i'm in control of my fate you know though she she's speaking like a true gandhi adjacent person right now right um i I have to think there's there is some type of awakening she's had away from wrestling uh and you know this is to me seeming more punk cm punkish as the days go on except that she is more social media savvy than he was so let's see i have gone on to let's see i've gone on to google yes um and determined, and and I've googled what does your hair color mean about you? Oh, because boy. we we do we do listen. Both journalists here on this podcast. Uh-huh. Um, it says 
I think I'll skip the first sentence. For some reason, first sentence is just as men prefer blondes. Women are known to prefer men with black hair. Um, um, let's see. Deep, introspective, meditative. This personality type is serious and melancholic. Mm. Um, black hair people are interested in religion, poetry, spirituality. They're serious and self-centered, but also tend to have self-doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Let's see what else they say about black hair. They don't say much else, but it kind of seems to hit around her nose. I don't know. She's going through something. She's going through something. And it's obviously, you know, she got her hair black. So that is Sasha Banks' watch for the week. Yeah, very short, very short week. Hopefully after Money in the Bank, which we thought that she would be at, uh, she will not be there. Um, Seems to be longer than 30 days at this point. So are you getting worried, Nils, or are you... Um, How are you feeling about it, right? You know what? I feel like she'll come back when the payday is right. Um, I feel like we may be looking at a long time before. Listen, even if she wanted a release, WWE is not going to release her because they're like, okay, you're going to pay back this time you've been sitting at home and we've been paying you. (laughs) Um, So it's going to be a while before she even gets released unless she just wants to hang out around LA and do real cool things, start taking bookings, start readings, you know, t- start taking acting classes. It's really kind of a, uh, it's really kind of slow for Sasha Banks. So we'll see what happens as the weeks go on. Yeah. Uh, next up on the agenda. <clears throat> I mean, can, can we just say right now that when the bag calls, everyone, there is, picks up, baby. yes, there is someone who will answer. Okay. Uh, it was just announced at the, uh, you know, by WWE that their super showdown event on June 7th in Saudi Arabia, uh, will be, uh, one of the main events will be Goldberg versus the undertaker. There will also be another 50 man battle Royal. And there will be uh, another match between triple H and Randy Orton, uh, happening at that event. Boy, let me tell you, uh, a couple of months ago, I had a lot of mean things to say about the undertaker. Okay. Yes. Very, very uh, poignant uh, things that I had to say about this guy. And uh, it seems to be that he has come home. The bag has brought him back he, like like a fucking the bag always brings him back. Obviously, like a, like a carrot on a stick. The ba- like the bag has brought this motherfucking Instagram honey back. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's now facing Goldberg. Listen, never thought Goldberg would be one to take take the bag. But uh, are you surprised? Were you surprised? Or you called this, actually, I think. I think I did call this. So I called initially a triple threat match, but it did feature two of these guys. And if it was a triple threat match with Brock Lesnar, it looks like Brock Lesnar's bag is going somewhere else this week. Um, maybe I, I don't know what Brock Lesnar is doing. It doesn't seem like he's going to be at this event or else he would be heavily promoted for this event. But in lieu of that, we have Goldberg versus The Undertaker. And to me, this is just the... You know, I think Rob said it the best. Like Saudi Arabia just throws a bag at WWE to like book 2K matches. Yeah. Like they just Goldberg versus The Undertaker is something that we've wanted to see for at least two decades. And it is about two decades too late from what we would probably actually want to see this. But um listen, the main of it's a main event that's actually an attraction. First yeah. time ever. Um Two guys who very storied histories within professional wrestling, at least in this modern era, in this 21st century. Um, how do we think this? I mean, I know how you think this match is going to go. <laughs> no, you know how this match is going to go. Um, I do not want to see The Undertaker perpendicular from heaven taking the fucking jackhammer. I think Bill's going to drop him. 
Oh, oh, he's not holding him up for much long. No, no, it's not going to be one of those beautiful things where Undertaker's like really up there for a couple minutes. Nah, but who, well, who goes over in this thing? It's Goldberg versus the Undertaker. Goldberg was one of the most storied streaks in professional Goldberg. wrestling. The Undertaker, who is WWE's conscience through and throughout. If this was 15 years ago, I'd say 100%. I'd say I'd probably say Undertaker. Definitely say Undertaker. Um, Goldberg's going over. Hmm. It's got. It's got to be Goldberg. But why? I don't know. Because Goldberg's like he even like I think Goldberg's cooler than the Undertaker right now. That is true. But then, <laughs> I mean, Goldberg's not out here, you know, trying to finesse AEW money out of uh, out of Starcast. Goldberg um, ain't saying low pump. You're next. <laughs> um, Goldberg. Oh God. I mean, if you're going to bring Goldberg back. He ain't losing. He ain't losing. Undertaker will be back until the end of time, until both of his hips fall off. Undertaker uh, will be back until he's like a, in like the Futurama where they're ahead in a, in the little jar. And even That's, then, you still have to pop an entrance. Interesting. Yep. He's going to um, come out. They're going to carry his ass out like Bray Wyatt with the lantern. Undertaker, 54 years old. Goldberg. Let's see. Bill Goldberg. Also in his 50s, I believe. Yes. 52 years old. This is by far the oldest match on the card. Um, we also get the Triple H month yearly invitational <laughs> of his like. This one seems, even though it has history, this one seems like the most random return match for him. Do you think, are they going to start setting this up? This that's, what I, that's what I wanted to ask. Are they going to, because they did it for the last Saudi Arabia show where they started to set up the matches like at least a month and a half in advance. Like they had big money on this thing. Um, Triple H versus Randy Orton doesn't even seem even like, first of all, Triple H, I don't know how he's still doing this when he's just like recovering from pectoral thing, but he's having two matches within the span of like six weeks. So much props to him, but actually more like eight weeks. Um, but this Triple H versus Randy Orton match, I don't think these two have ever had a good match against one another (laughs) ever. Uh, not that main. Yes, they, they have the No Mercy match was really. Oh good. yeah, because they threw all the bells and whistles in it. That's what you got to do. Yeah, I need um, that. I need that last man standing match. Yes. W- what is the potential? <clears throat> the potential setup of, of this match? Like, I, I, I mean, to me, more and more, like they're not trying. They don't even talk about this show on the TV at right. all. I think more and more these will become exhibition things that just they're like live events that will air. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's going to be. Remember last year there was like there were stakes behind all of these shows. Oh yeah. I think I think this year they're going to completely play these straight faced and not have any stakes or anything to do with it. Like, I think maybe at least until well. So here's the thing: this is a real live actual pay per view event. This is a um, this is on WWE's calendar. There's not another pay per view event in the month of June. I think. Let me double check that. Um, I think there is. Let's see. But to me, this has been always so. They have Super Showdown. Wow, Backlash is still there, huh? Backlash. Yeah. All right. I don't know when Backlash is, but there was a big, you know, thing. But Super Showdown, it seemed to be like a big card. I mean, it's coming out of Money in the Bank. It's actually two weeks after Money in the Bank, two weeks, three weeks after Money in the Bank. It seems like it's actually going to be something that they're building towards. Um, I don't know if this will be like one of those. I mean, this match definitely stomping, like show. stomping ground, stomping grounds is the 23rd. Oh, 
Okay. So I'm guessing stomping grounds. They don't if have I had to guess card. right now, if I if I was to guess right now, uh, what the hell stomping grounds would be? I think it's more of a twist on the actual wild card thing, where maybe the old people from the other show go back to the other show for one night or something like that. Listen, they're old stomping grounds. WWE doesn't need to confuse me anymore with the way they've been doing things this week. Listen, they need to just throw, they need to throw Survivor Series we out. Get, like <laughs> they need to just throw that. I one mean, out. listen, we'll get to it when we get to it. But there's definitely a lot of confusion about who's on what show and what matters anymore. But yes, this this Super Showdown card. I mean, there's going to be a 50 man battle royal on it, which is always interesting. Um, there's going to be you know Triple H versus Randy Orton on it. You know, to be determined. I think. I'm sure um, Seth and Brock will get a rematch. I've always thought that they were gonna they were gonna go back to that. Um, I feel like Seth and AJ. Seth and AJ can't do it. <laughs> they can't. AJ can't have a one month feud. Oh well, they would do a triple threat then. If if oh, Brock maybe. didn't if Brock didn't get his what he feels as though it needs a a rematch. Uh, maybe yeah, it'll be a triple threat so that Brock doesn't have to take the pen. I right. think. Something along those lines. I mean, a, a, a triple threat match between Seth Rollins, AJ Styles, and Brock Lesnar would be, whew. I mean, that would be incredible. Um, but yeah, we'll see. But as we get closer to June 7th, it's only a couple weeks away, about three weeks away, um, maybe four weeks away, three weeks. Um, yeah, and we'll see. So that's Super Showdown. Uh, next up on No Holds Barred, uh, last week we had a lot of things to say about this individual. Uh, and of course, after our show air, uh, you know, came out, there was a lot of conversation about it, even throughout the weekend. And a lot of people were very vocal, rightfully so, and, and, and very upset at the lack of communication between the WWE and, and you know, this situation. But uh, Laura Sullivan, uh, that backlash kind of went nuclear over the weekend, and, you know, the, which, you know, what I saw. Uh, there were a lot of reports like from uh, Wrestling Observer, people saying, you know, that, he, you know, WWE had pretty much gotten a apology from him personally. So they didn't really feel as though, you know, it was anything, of you know, not not a big deal. Uh, and it came out, I think, yesterday that they had fined Lars Sullivan one hundred thousand dollars and they were uh, having him take sensitivity classes. Um, how do you feel about that? I feel like it's I mean, it's at least a step in the right direction in terms of just like acknowledging this, because I feel like. For a long time, no one was really acknowledging it. No one was, I mean, they acknowledged that, yes, we did some bad things, but there was no sense of reprimanding or anything like that for someone yeah. who hurt a lot of people. Yeah. And someone who didn't seem to be taking it as seriously as we, you know, we thought he would. Um, I I had a tweet sometime last week. I'm just like, yo, listen, WWE has got to do something about this. I don't know if they, I mean, I never expected them to fire him. Um, I, didn't I, feel like, I feel like backlash, if backlash reached a certain level, they probably would have been forced to fire him, um, especially if it got picked up by a lot of big name publications and things like that. But I think well, Sports Illustrated did pick it up. Hmm. So I but think it, that but it seemed like to be the only sort of the most major publication in order to pick that up. I feel like because I don't think it I don't think it got in as much as because, it, it you know, it's comments on a forum. I don't think it's as salacious as most other things, but when it yeah. comes to wrestling fans, I think um, they definitely 100%. I mean, I, I've, I've seen his comments since then and not a lot of people are behind him because he said a lot of derogatory stuff towards a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And in response to being called out about it, he's blocked a lot of people on Twitter as if to say like, listen, 
you know, I'm ignoring you. Um, I don't want this negativity on my timeline when you're the one who brought the negativity to the table and you're the one who hasn't aptly apologized or nor, you know, seem to hold any, um, how do you say contempt or, or, or remorse? Yeah. And you remorse for it. You kind of seem like, uh, I did a bad thing when I was younger. Yeah. I'm sorry for it. And, and an apology is not saying sorry for the people who felt offended by it. Um, I think I agree that it's a step in the right direction. I've seen a lot of people that were, are kind of confusing in that they wanted something to happen. And then when something happened, now they're bringing up, well, he's an independent contractor. How can you find him for something that happened before that, before he got, before he got signed? And it's like, you know, WWE is in a position where they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think a lot of times they are, even with it, whether it be creative, whether it be personnel wise, it's like, whether we it be all Saudi know Arabia. the company. Yeah, it's it's a shit show. The company is a shit show. We all know this. Like, this is not a surprise that this issue was handled in in that type of way. I I don't know what people expected to happen. I I think that if, um, and we're gonna get to the second half of this in a second, but um, I, I think that if he has to take sensitivity training, that's excellent too. But it's like, like I said, like there has to be a precedent. There has to be like they've never dealt with anything quite like this and so in such you know so many times in one at one point like the rear ripley shit yet that happened uh you know there there's been more things that have happened that people have been like what the fuck are they doing it's like as a company like it's like how do we how do we maneuver through this we can't we can't fire everybody you know right so it's like if this is the precedent where it's like if we find out that you've done this and we had no prior knowledge or you know to, to the public we had no prior knowledge right then we're going to do this. Like this is something you're supposed to be forthright about. You're supposed to, you're supposed to give this to us. Right. It's I similar think, to the Enzo thing, right? It's like yeah. something if he'd been forced right forthright about it, maybe he wouldn't have gotten fired. I mean, I feel like he would have got fired anyway, but maybe if he'd done that, but yeah, they definitely 100% have to set a precedent in terms of things that happen like this. And, the, and that wasn't set before Lars, but I feel like now it is set. And now you get to a point where, and again, like this is, it's damn if you do, damn if you don't. Titus O'Neil has come out today and said, you know, he, he said, Lars, thank you for coming to me personally. Thank you for coming to me and a number of other people and apologizing and asking how to be better. Uh, I think that's a step in the right direction. And the people are like, well, that's bullshit. He's just doing this because he almost lost his job. How are we? And I'm not saying I, I, w- I would probably never fuck with Lars Sullivan ever. And I think I, th- I think the sentiment is shared between you and I. Mills, like, we're probably never going to fuck with him. Yeah, nah. But who are we to say? that his apology wasn't sufficient enough to the people that he works with. And these are people that have been vocal in the past about Hogan, about Lars himself. It, it's a very black locker room. Who are we to say that that's not enough for them? You know, mm-hmm. who are we to say the context of whatever was talked about? I can't say I wasn't in that room. If, if Titus comes out and says it, you know, that's, that's on him. If Mark Henry comes out and says, he said, sorry, that's on him. If, if that's good enough for them, that's good enough for me to just drop the shit. You know what I'm saying? Because I don't know this guy. At the right. end of the day. It's good I, enough for me to just drop the shit. Um, if he does seem to be taking the right approach and does seem to be trying to figure out, I mean, sincerely apologize, try to move forward from this, try to learn from this. I can definitely take that and be like, okay, bet he's trying to become a better person from this, which is really all I wanted from this. I mean, um, it just seemed like in the beginning, or at least it seemed like five days ago that he wasn't taking any remorse or wasn't or there wasn't actually any taken or he would not really truly learn his lessons these are thoughts that can continue to be deep-seated but i think now um i think he's got the point now 
Yeah, I think, I think especially considering the large amount of hate, and this isn't heat, this is hate. This is a, a different four-letter word. Yeah. This is something where people do not like this, especially in America today. And 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 we, a lot of people, you know, just have to deal with this sort of things about these xenophobic and it's racist and the and the sexist and and all these other stuff and making fun of different various groups of people. And it's just like, yo, that the, you can't put up with that in WWE today. And for them to find him hundred thousand dollars, I think it's great. I think sensitivity training, I think it's great. I think. If he, you know, he earns the respect or at least, you know, is be, being able to be tolerated by his peers and by his coworkers and things like that. I think it's all moving forward in the right direction, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's pretty. Uh, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, I, I still don't I, I still don't think he lasts very long. No, nah, I don't bang Will R still. So it's like, yeah. I mean, if he if he doesn't last, he doesn't last. He'll end up in another company. Uh, you want a quick Leo Rush update? Uh, this just this just broke before mm. uh, before this, we recorded the show. He he removed WWE uh, from all of his profiles, and he has booking information there now. So take that for what you know what you will. And from that update, our special guest has arrived in the room. He's here. Uh, very very good friend of ours, friend of the show. Someone friend. who goes. He goes so he goes way back to the old wrestle rap chat with us. I mean, the first era, the the inaugural era, the 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 great era of it. Uh, <laughs> one, you know, a host of for all nerds podcast on the Loudspeakers Network. You know, does a lot of great work for Bleacher Report. I want to bring on Jeff Jeff J to the show. What's up, my man? Fellas, fellas, what's going on? Glad to have you have me on. Thank you for having me on. Listen, I've seen him at so many wrestling. <laughs> Like every time we know it's SummerSlam when we both bump into each other, or it's like <laughs> WrestleMania weekend or some shit like that. I like guess like an annual tradition. If I don't see Mills, I'm hitting him like, "Yo, you alright? Like, <laughs> like, why are you not here, yo?" Right, one hundred percent, man. But yes, we've been talking. We've ran through a couple of topics thus far. We've talked about. Um, we have our our weekly Sasha Banks watch, which we did already. Sasha Banks. <laughs> Just kind of wondering where she's at. Um, <laughs> just wondering where she's at. <laughs> just wondering where she's at in life. I mean, you know what? We, we wish the best for her. It's all that we do. Um, um, we talked about Super Showdown a little bit. Yeah. Super Showdown, Goldberg versus The Undertaker. That's going to be, you know, some, you know, something of the, the just something. Um, we talked about how we felt about Lars Sullivan. Is there any is there any feelings you have about this sort of Laura Sullivan situation, especially you know now that it's been kind of defused a little bit? Right. So, I fuck. So <laughs> it, there's so many thoughts, right? Because on one hand, I said a lot of dumb shit when I was younger, and if and if the internet was super super popping like it was now. I know I would get canceled and dragged and all the other buzzwords, but I feel a way when a dude like Titus O'Neil gets suspended for yoking up Vince McMahon. He did yoke him. I'm not gonna lie. That was that's like that was a classic yoke, but in <laughs> playful jest where nope, at worst, people people had a quick, oh shit, Titus is 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 uh Titus wow. Vince, right? He got suspended. He damn near was like in limbo in terms of what was he really going to be out of here? But you find this dude a hundred thousand dollars, which is a lot of money for where he was from, like in NXT. But I just feel like there there has to be more, right? There has to be more, given the climate, given 
what the the extent. I, I only saw a little bit, but I hear there's a lot more. Like this is years worth of internet 4chan type shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, it has to be maybe maybe it's a sensitivity training. Maybe it's something. Well, they got him. They got him for that. I mean, they they find him and they sent him sensitivity training. Okay. Okay. All right. So they really handle it on some on some real corporate tip. Yeah. I feel that. So I, I think for for me, he has to make good with the with the people with the black people and the people of color and anybody who he's offended. I, I think his coworkers. He owes it to them for them to be his judge first. And then he's going to have to earn any goodwill back from the fans who ain't feeling him. Right. Um, you know, that, I think that's, that's what it is. Whenever you do, when, if you're a public figure and you do something wrong, no one owes you, no one owes it to you to forgive you. You don't know these people. I don't, I don't owe it. He doesn't owe, I don't, I don't owe him forgiveness, yeah. right? He has to earn it. But but he has to walk that path and walk that path earnestly. So if he does that, then then I'm I'm good with it. But he has to show he has to show it. You know what right. I mean? I, I mean, you summed it up better than than I, I could have thought. Uh, I, I think I, I think we both agree on that actually. Like, or all three of us agree on the, on the same thing. It's like you know I'll probably never fuck with him. But as long as right. he 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 puts himself through the ringer with his co- his coworkers, who I I can't keep I, I can't hang on to this very long. I mean, you know, like, I mean, he's been rightfully punished here. Right. Yeah. Uh, our next topic is uh, Kofi Kingston, WWE champion Kofi Kingston. He's going to Ghana as part of a WWE documentary. Cameras will be following him. He's going to make a, a huge uh, trip there. Uh, first time think, in 26 years for him. First time in 26 years for, for Kofi going back home. Uh, what just, just as far as just how big this is for, for the WWE, having an African-born WWE champion, what is this, where does this kind of put them like, as far as like, things like this happening for them? Like, this is a huge deal and something that we've never seen before and it's something that could only happen if you had someone like a Kofi Kingston in that position. I mean, so... Yes, it, it definitely is the only thing that can happen. And quite honestly, I don't know if it's happened before in, in WWE kind of um, going to Africa, going to these neighborhoods and, 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 and going to these places and kind of, you know, spreading their good wealth. I mean, I don't know if this could it's 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 being billed. I mean, they had a whole press release about it. It's kind of being billed as this really historic visit because. There's never been an African-born champion in WWE, and there's never been someone that, you know, the African-born citizens and people and, you know, everyone can just sort of champion around. And I'm not sure how prevalent WWE is in Africa. I don't know how much they get it. I haven't done that research. I'll be honest with you. But for him to go... And just for them to see that and for him to make his trip first time in 26 years, this is the first time this is not only historic for, you know, Africa, it's historic for Kofi Kingston himself. It's really him um, kind of going back and linking back with his culture and looking back with like just his sort of history and where he was born and where he his family helped him grow up. And, you know, all these things like that. It's, it's kind of amazing. And, yeah, this is kind of a once in a lifetime type of deal. I mean, Jeff, what do you think about this? Um I think it's amazing, man. First off, uh, for him to be able to go back home on WWE's dime is amazing, <laughs> right? But in this era with the streaming network and the, and WWE Network, it, they need all the content they can get. So being able to 
make everything a documentary is it's advantageous for everybody. And I've, I've said it regularly, man. WWE's production team needs to get some award. I don't know what they can get. I don't know if it's a daytime Emmy, a nighttime Emmy, a, a Vanguard, a, a BET award. They need something. <laughs> uh, when I tell you in terms of watching those packages when they hype events, there's no one better. No. Boxing, a, a, you, MMA, there's no one better. So having th- that same team document his trip back to Ghana where he's going to be with diplomats, he's going to, because you know, those, when you, when you come back home in those countries, if you, anybody who's, who's listening, if you're from the Caribbean, if you're not from America, like, like you, you, you can go back home, like they're going to roll, literally roll out the red carpet for him. And I think it's going to be ill to document him going back, seeing how it's changed, seeing how he's received, connecting with things that he only remembers as a kid and, and with his heritage and showing how important having a champion that represents this underrepresented, you know, my, you know, minority really can affect the world. Yeah. Oh my God. It's incredible. I mean, just speaking of the WWE documentaries and packages, there's this great thing. If you go on the WWE PC YouTube page, man, there's this great, you know, series of documentary and we're currently at two out of three, but there's this great one on Tommaso Ciampa and his recovery and things like that. And man, like, you know, I want to give just shout out to like Cornell and everybody over at the PC who's doing really amazing things with that channel, because I mean, it, when we were kids, there's no, it was literally Monday night raw and then Thursday night SmackDown. And that was kind of it where you saw the WWE and maybe you saw superstars (laughs) on Saturdays, Yeah, but in terms of just humanizing these people and showing that these people are real and they athletes and they do have these sacrifices and they make these, you know, to, to do the, to, to accomplish their dreams. And then they can kind of change the world with these things. Like you said, WWE is top notch at sort of creating these type of things. And I expect nothing, but like, I mean, if this, this should win an Emmy, I mean, it should win something at least or be recognized for something because this is incredible. It starts on Thursday, May 30th. So he'll be out through Sunday, June 2nd. Um, You know, diplomats, everything, hospitals, towns, everything. I'm excited to see this. Yeah, I would love, wouldn't it be dope if like Kevin Owens showed up, right? (laughs) (laughs) And Kevin Owens was like it was like he dressed as a diplomat, so he kind of looked like a king. The the, oh the African dream. Oh my god! He super kicked Kofi in in the African embassy. That'd be oh, dope. No, no, no. He would not make it out of Africa. <laughs> yes, he would. What are you about? Oh my god! He would not make it out of Africa. But I just uh, feel like yeah, this is another great thing. So shout out to them. Shout out to twenty six years that Kofi hasn't been there. And shout to yeah, I'm looking forward to see this. It, it, it literally should be on television, quite frankly. But yeah, all right, let's not go that far. Uh, <clears throat> all right. Lastly, on no holds barred, AEW finally found a TV network. We've been we've been wondering who it was going to be, and they're you know TNT. They're they're back in the wrestling business. Uh, they will they will be on TNT uh, this fall. It was just announced at the upfronts uh, this week. That it, it was accompanied by Cody, the Young Bucks, Chris Jericho, and and Kenny Omega joining uh, to make the announcement. Uh, there will be a weekly AEW television show. 
not much information given other than what is in the press release uh, and, and the buzzwords and, of course, the, the, the comments said by uh, the top guys there. Very interesting to note, uh, in, in my opinion here, is that they are framing AEW with Chris Jericho as the top, top guy here. I mean, so here's the thing, and, and I've, al- I've always been <laughs> in terms of AEW. I mean, Chris Jericho is the most recognizable talent that they have on the roster by far. Chris Jericho has, he was, you know, he's been part of various, I mean, you talk about the late 90s and the cruiserweights, you talk about the Attitude Era, you talk about the, you know, the mid-2000s, you talk about the revival, at least every kid over the last two decades in professional wrestling has had some memory of Chris Jericho. So he's by far the most recognizable name. So it's now kind of about, like, how can they kind of take what Chris Jericho's, you know, sort of stature and his, I mean, his sort of fame and translate it to the rest of the roster and them being back on TN, you know, on TNT, it's, it's 18 years. It's been 18 years. It's, 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 it's 18. Well, it's been, yeah, I don't know. So here's the thing. It feels too, I mean, I don't know. I don't know TNT sort of uh, schedule and how they do things. It feels very terms of like, okay, let's follow in WCW's footsteps. And they definitely have sort of the TNT has a history of professional wrestling. They kind of know how to treat it. They have this kind of eyes on it. It's a very, you know, kind of, it's a network, you know, that people actually watch. Um, Well, I think the key here is something that uh, I didn't mention. And I want to get Jeff's opinion on this is I think the key to AEW success is, the partnerships that they have with uh, Bleacher Report and, and streaming, like how, how does how does that feel to to kind of be connected with that, Jeff? Uh, it, it's it's great. Like it, I've been telling y'all for years, I've been pushing for more WWE stuff uh, throughout the entire company or just wrestling in general. So uh, I heard the rumblings about this, like not even internally, like externally, which is hilarious. Yeah. For months, that if they get a um. From from like wrestling insiders, like not even from my own damn company, right? So from people who who in in and out that if AEW was going to get a deal, Turner was the was the um was the likely option just because of the history and the need for content and all of that. So they're they're joining the company at a time where. We've been building out a whole bunch of streaming services. We got BR Live. Um, Warner Media is creating their own streaming platform for all of the Adult Swim and and all the Warner properties coming soon. And you know, with the AT and T acquisition, it's it's real big billionaire talk between Khan and and <laughs> Randall Stevenson and every everybody involved, right? So I think they they. There, this is a unique opportunity where this isn't like before where Ted Turner bought WCW and built it internally. This is an actual partnership. So they're going to be able to leverage the entire Warner Media portfolio yeah. for, for everything. And that's HBO, that's Turner Sports, that's Bleacher Report, that's the studio. That's Warner Brothers, the studio. So they're going to be able to leverage all of that. They're streaming Double or Nothing on pay-per-view and BR Live. Wow. It, it's so, so, you know, 
if you have those streaming services, there's no way that you can miss it. And being able to expand their their pay-per-view coverage and their TV coverage, because honestly, T- TNT, TNT and TBS, they have serialized episodic content, but there's always room for something else. Right. And, that's, and I think that's why Fox made the decision, why it was so important for Fox to get SmackDown and they were so uh, adamant about it is because this is a race for customers attention spans and there's only so many what you know only so much time in, in the day so it's like you want to give them so much content and i and i think that like when you look at something like basketball ends you know yep. football ends so it's like in bleacher report like I don't, I don't know if you guys have this problem where it's like there's a there's a there's a downtime between sports oh yeah like so so depending on the year especially for us Depending on the year, and, and it's not just us, right? It's every sports outlet. You you would say after NBA free agency, it's scary hours until yeah. NFL <laughs> until NFL trading cap. So in terms of content, like that wouldn't that would only affect us where we would have something else to talk about, but that's like one small sector right. in, in, encompassing a whole bigger thing. But in terms of just like a prime, and I'm not even on, on some Homer shit, right? They can literally go on any day they want. I, I, I'm going to be honest. Like right. they, they'll open up the, um, the programming to go on any day they want. They don't need to compete head to head. They don't have to have a Monday night war. No. They can go on Tuesday now. They can go on Wednesday now. I mean, really, the entire middle week is open. <laughs> SmackDown moves <Yeah>. to Friday. <laughs> Honestly, they probably are going to do Tuesday or Wednesday because if this is going to be a 52-week-a-year thing, you want to stay away from Monday because of football. Mon- really, Monday, Thursday because of football. And you probably want to stay away from Friday because... SmackDown. SmackDown, and that's usually for non-live sporting events. That's usually the death, the quote-unquote death day. Like right. the hours. So Tuesday and Wednesday would probably, if in my opinion, would be the best times for them to air and they can do it. So now, look, this is a big win for them. Now, one thing that was interesting to me, which I think is complete and utter bullshit. I, I don't want to really go into like the rights fee stuff because it's not confirmed. But Dave Meltzer did come out and say that to TNT, 400,000 to 500,000 viewers would be a win. And I think that's complete cap. Like, I don't think that they're paying this much or what I'm saying. Like they wouldn't put this much support behind something that they would want to get a point for on a Tuesday night. Like I, I this is a network TNT is a network that their shows regularly get over 1.2 million. I think there is a lot of pressure on AEW in this first year to make sure that they have must watch television and to make sure that they have talent that people want to see. And I think that we're going to be seeing a lot of, uh, you know, big stuff, you know, usually we're very skeptical here, but I'm like, okay, now we have a direction. I need to see them making some huge, huge plays to make sure that this, like, I don't think 400 K is good enough. Like that's not a win at all. So I also think with the lure of television and them making this big announcement, it's kind of now like, okay, the doors are open. Let's see, because I expect not only I expect by probably sometime next year, we're going to have a lot more stars in AEW than be than we have now. Yeah. Um, the announcement 
everyone kind of signs on a whim. It's just like, okay, this new company, let's see where they go. I mean, a lot of people are very independent stars who've just really kind of been in, I mean, they've been in New Japan for a lot of years. Maybe they've been on the independence United States and haven't been on the national stage. Now I see, you know, now that they're on TNT, I mean, I could see Impact Wrestling decided, people trying to, you know, jump ship from there. I could see people, um, you know, even from WWE who may not be having a great time. And we've been talking the last couple of weeks about just like the morale with professional wrestlers and WWE and just with everything kind of changing and stuff. There is another outlet and there is another solution that people could come towards 400,000 to 500,000. I think, I mean, I don't know TV that well, so I can't even give it a, like a strong educated opinion. That's low as shit. It's low as hell. I mean, yes, it's definitely low as hell, but once again, it's like, what is professional wrestling doing outside of, you know, WWE? Like, realistically, has there ever been another show besides maybe WCW that has provided the numbers at that? I mean, I guess TNA, but like, they're so far, there's such a far cry from that. I think they're really, realistically, they're taking it easy. They're saying, like, listen, we know you've got a bunch of new guys and we want to sort of cultivate that talent. We, I, I would think, like, I would hope over the next couple of years, yeah, that number would increase. Yeah, you would start building these very um, enticing storylines and things like that. And they're also, you know, they were talking about um, a lot of less scripted stuff and a lot. They're trying to be the alternative to WWE. Um we're focusing on more on athleticism and sports analytics and stuff like that. But I don't, I honestly don't know if that draws people into professional wrestling. So, and, and mind you, anything that I say, I'm not, I don't have any insider information into my company or anything like that, et cetera, et cetera. I'm looking at stuff just like you right. uh, to what you were saying, what you were saying, Justin, it depends on what they do comparatively to what they already have on the network. So example, the last OG with Tracy Morgan, right? Yeah. I don't know what it averages, but it's been doing like, I, I'm looking at the numbers. It's been doing like a 0.3. I think a lot of this, because we're in this new era of, of TV plus seven, where they're including DVR numbers and all of that. I think they do have a leeway. They have a leeway to grow because this is the first time wrestling's been back. I think Turner understands that this is not WWE and they're going to have to build something. So what they're banking on is pretty much the, a rehash, not a rehash, but like trying to strike lightning the way they did with WCW where they, they had their legit own um, federation with stars, with established stars. They just weren't worldwide. That's the difference now with social media, with the internet, with everything, these wrestlers are worldwide already. So it's not really mm -hmm. that, that, that large of a gamble. So I think, I, I wouldn't say that they sit there and say, yo, we can't wait to get a 0 .4, 0.5. But I think they have to show improvement to the point where they're, they're defeating. Once, you, once you're the highest of your group of the day, like save certain special events, that's the first hurdle. Then you can talk about like what, like if you're doing 1.1, 1 .1, 1 1.2. I think, I, I, but I do think they're going to, they're going to have to let them. I think they're going to have to let them kind of bubble, you know? Yeah. Well, we'll see. And, you know, 
obviously it's coming this fall uh and, and we'll we'll have more more news i'm guessing after double or nothing in two weeks uh with with where all of this goes but i i'm definitely i'm i'm interested i, I think the just the the tnt veneer and sheen behind everything makes it look a lot better than they've looked in the past couple of weeks and uh we 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 got a we got a game now boys it, it looks like we have a real series now I mean, yeah, I, I think we definitely do. A lot of people talking on the internet of like, oh, you know, we're now Vince Fields. You know, he has this, sp- you know, spread and variety. And then the day after they do something on AEW. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I mean, yeah, I, I really don't think he cares. Um, I think he's very, I think he acknowledges it. Don't get me wrong. There's a difference between like, he definitely acknowledges like, okay, they're doing something different. I mean, now we have to sort of, raise a thing and i don't think it's necessarily aew sort of i don't think it's a thing of wc where the monday night wars where they're like legitimately pushing each other in direct competition and it's like it's actually a war but i do think this you know just this entire new system and what they're doing and what they're incorporating will help wwe as well i mean competition definitely helps um and i think that's what a lot of people have been saying and i think it'll prove to be true we could be seeing you know the best of wwe years in front of us or even aew so who knows yes uh and that is no holds barred for this week we are with our special guest jeff j thank you for joining us jeff once again thank you so much Uh, we're going to go into the Money in the Bank predictions for 2019. Money in the Bank, a show that historically is a pretty exciting show. It always ends up being a lot better than it looks on paper. I think this uh, this year's show doesn't actually look that bad to me. There are very few WrestleMania rematches here. So, I mean, I, think, I guess that's pretty cool. Uh, but, I mean, there's always, you know, there's always the ups and downs here. Uh, of course, we'll start off this year with the kickoff show match for this year, it was just announced to, uh, this morning, uh, Daniel Bryan and Rowan, uh, the SmackDown <laughs> tag team champions versus the Usos. So this match, so in terms of this and, and, and Jeff, feel free to jump in whenever you want, but this match to me probably might be the most confusing out of everything on the card. <laughs> they, they, they've incorporated this wild card rule over the last couple of weeks. So now Daniel Bryan and Rowan smacked on tag team champions. That's fantastic. They face Raw's, the Usos, for the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. So now it comes to the point where you look at this sort of situation and you're like, okay, if the Usos win, do they go back to SmackDown? Or does the SmackDown Tag Team titles come to Raw? Or anything like that. And I think, I, I you know, we still have these sort of, uh, I think over the last couple of weeks, they've kind of cooled down. I mean, I don't even know if they've cooled down, but it just seems to be like now it's kind of a little bit of a normalcy with this wild card rule. It's only been two weeks, but now I kind of just like, all right, whatever. These guys are going to be on Raw and SmackDown every week. But this one seems kind of confusing. Um, I'm still anticipating it, though, and I expect it to be really one of the matches that kind of seal the show on the card. Is the are the titles on the line? Did they say it's on the line? Yes. Oh yes, yes. they're big on the line because because they bit because they, I guess I'm guessing they beat them for technically beat them for the titles. Yes, and they've they've been in the program over SmackDown this week. The Usos came to save um their you know save Roman Reigns and the Miz from you know sudden destruction, and now it's been booked as tag team title match. I don't know who booked it because they're supposed to be the evil guys in control, but they booked this nonetheless and. Again, it's confusing. The Usos are currently in a in a feud with the Revival, yet they're challenging for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. The wild card rule still hasn't been completely figured out, but 
um, I want to ask you, I want to ask you guys, a lot of people are asking, like, listen, is this a demotion for Daniel Bryan? And, you know, especially coming from last pay-per-view, being in the WWE Championship match to now being in the kickoff show. Is this a demotion? I don't think it is at all. Like, we, we've seen champions. Didn't Roman go on that IC title run after being the world champion? Oh, yeah. Am I, am I dumbing out on that? Like, I, oh, I feel- no, you're right. People, people go do go back to mid cards and they go back to elevate it and to ele- elevate the title. I think Daniel Bryan, any first of all, Daniel Bryan doesn't need a title. Secondly, any title that he holds, he's going to bring some type of gravitas to the gravitas to whatever um, division that he's in. And even that that promo that he cut where he said, "I want a main event as a tag team," I thought that was pretty ill. I don't yeah. know because I, I when he said it, I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I probably you probably haven't seen something like that since the 80s. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you probably haven't seen some of that something like that since the 80s. And that automatically makes me invested in a tag team division that I probably shouldn't be invested in. So I don't think it's I don't think it's bad at all. No, uh, definitely. I, I agree with, with Jeff there. It's not a demotion. I, I think I, I might have like touched on this a little bit last week. But um, I, I think that with Brian, you can pretty much put him anywhere. I, I think that you also want to worry about Brian's wear and tear. This man has been off for a whole 30 to 40 days already. Um, and so you, you definitely want to preserve him in tag matches. And you also know that he can go. And again, the SmackDown division needs, they need faces in that tag team division. Like that is one of the worst tag divisions I've seen in quite some time. And I think if you, they're not a thrown together tag team. I think that they work really, real, really well together. I think Rowan's put his working boots on and I think, you know, this is going to be a pretty solid team. I think they, they're going to have the titles for quite, quite some time. Um, as far as who I think is going to win, I think they're going to retain here. I think the Usos, uh, I see, I see some Vikings in their future. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm probably going to go Daniel Bryan and Rowan retaining. What about you, Jeff? Same, same. No reason for them to lose. Because if they lose it, then that wild card is going to be like that Raw <laughs> 30 and Uno that they got now. So, <laughs> so everything's going to be fucking wild. Oh, my God. Uh, next match. Uh, my man, Tony Nice, the Cruiserweight Champion versus Arya Davari, uh for the Cruiserweight Championship. Of course, I have not watched... Tool five live. I'll be honest. I'm sure they're great athletes, but I've not. <laughs> I, mean, I, I haven't. <laughs> I'm sure they're amazing. I'm sure it was Arya. You know what? I've said this about two or five live. Everybody gets a turn. Everybody yeah. gets a turn at the championship. And now it's Arya Davari's turn. Um, I haven't seen him contend for a championship ever, um, but he will be at a, um, money in the bank and yeah i don't know i don't have much to say about this match i'm shocked it isn't on the kickoff show but uh, i'm guessing that i i don't know if there's going to be a, a, a through line story with uh the usos or daniel bryan going throughout the the show but it's quite odd this will actually be on the main show i i expect them to make this the second show on the the kickoff show um I, it'll be solid i i you know cruiserweight champions and the wwe pretty much get a pretty long run so i don't see tony nice losing it here i, th- I think he's going to put on a, a pretty good match as he does at all times uh in 205 live i think he's going to win yeah i'm probably going to give this to the the pride of long island right now <laughs> tony nice yeah, I wouldn't. I don't think I'd bet against Nice right now. He just this is this his second defense or is this his first? It's like his third. I think he he went against uh, uh Murphy a couple oh, weeks ago. Get rematch, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, he ain't losing it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next match on the show, 
Uh, Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the WWE United States Championship. Uh, obviously, these two had a match at WrestleMania, where uh, but Rey's ankle, I believe, was hurt, and it had to be cut down to like a one-minute match. Uh, they've been doing a lot of actually underrated storytelling with this this angle with uh, Rey's son Dominic. I, I he hasn't been as physical as as I would I would have liked with the the son angle yet, but maybe we could see that here. Um, what do you guys think about this match? I think it was just a pro. I mean, I'm a fan of the program of the match thus far, but I definitely want to see. I mean, if Dominic is training to become a professional wrestler, there's no better time to get him physical than in this sort of feud because Samoa Joe is someone who will put the who, who strikes fear. Yeah. If there's, there's any point to make Samoa Joe to kind of flip the switch, and he's already a monster, but kind of flip the switch in sort of a way that's like beyond, you know, that just takes him to a new level. It's this entire feud. Um, I think, you know, we've had the matches here and there and, and all the things of the sort. But I'm looking forward I, just because I feel like we haven't really seen this match. And it's just intriguing in that sort of fact. Like, yeah, both of them are in sort of the latter parts of their career. But I feel like just we haven't seen this match. And, I, you know, I'm looking forward to kind of what goes on here. Yeah, I think it's I think it's cool. I don't know why, but there's a part of me that thinks that Dominic is gonna go heel and destroy Ray. Mm. I don't know why. I don't know why, but I feel like that that would be hilarious. First of all, this kid has gotten big. I feel old. What <laughs> is like he's a grown ass man. Listen, he's a grown, he, he's a hype beast like his dad. Like, <laughs> he is he, he is sort of everything right now. He's grown, but yes, he's you know I think I, I, I think I think inherently we always want that type of swerve because we always used to get it in WCW and WWE and ECW and ECW. So it's like, I, I would love for, for Samoa Joe to be Raven and for Dominic to be Tommy dreamer's son in this situation. Like, I think that would be really dope, but also Dominic's a grown ass man. So yeah, it, it's a little different. Yeah. It's a little different, but um, if I had to pick a winner for this match, Gosh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna go completely different. I'm gonna say Rey Mysterio. I'm gonna say Rey Mysterio takes the belt. Uh, I I'll say Samoa Joe retains here. It's his it's his first singles championship. I think they'll have him hold it for uh, a while because I mean even even after Rey wins this, like who who's who's next for him? I mean, there's a whole bunch of people on Raw that's not being used right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I forgot that they were both on Raw. Yeah. They, no, no, no. This is one of the rare matches where they're both on the same show. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to go with Samoa Joe also just because I think there's more that you can do with him as champion than Ray. Of course, that can all get torpedoed out the window. But if you, you ask me, I think it's Samoa Joe. All right. Uh, uh, next match. Uh, can't believe this is happening on a show that people will probably pay for in, in the United States or in Europe. Uh, Roman Reigns versus Elias in the most regular ass TV match. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we've definitely seen this. on. I feel like in some sort of iteration, we've seen this on TV. But yes, I mean, to me, what this is sort of notable for is this is probably Elias's biggest match thus far i mean since probably like john cena or something but in terms of the stakes of people on the main roster and you know the eyes on roman reigns and elias is just kind of a heel this is kind of his most high profile match that we've seen to date um now they've done a great job kind of aligning him with shane mcmahon over the last couple weeks and i think this is in turn 
playing a role in terms of the upcoming Roman Reigns versus Shane McMahon feud, um, which I'm looking forward to because I know, yeah, Shane McMahon will absolutely, you know, do some crazy shit. Um, But Elias versus Roman Reigns, I mean, I I can't see how the crowd is going to go up for this match, especially considering there's two ladder matches in the show. Right. Uh, this is this to me screams cool off match. I think it might be in between one of the matches or even right before the main event of the show. Uh, again, I don't. I I actually don't think this match is gonna have a finish. Uh, but I mean, usually Roman does have a finish. But you know, I want I want to go wild. I, I really want to go wild in this prediction. I want to say Elias is gonna win. I want to go Roman right. Roman has Roman has not been defeated on the singles match for over 300 days. That's what they say. That's what they say. That is what they say. And you know what? I don't think that tonight will be the night to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yes, forget the fact that also Roman Reigns was not wrestling on television for a majority of those 300 days. But yeah, I mean, I don't think tonight's the night. I mean, I think you you go with Elias and you somehow, you know, you set up for that sort of Shane McMahon feud. But then again, I could see Elias winning too. Shoot. Um, if this was the Attitude Era, I'd say Elias wins. <laughs> considering we're in the era that we're in now, I'm going to go with Roman. All right. Yeah. I, if if they didn't allow McIntyre to beat Roman at WrestleMania before he went to Raw, I don't understand why he would lose to Elias now, unless it's to set up Shane. Right. You know, like Shane, before Shane disintegrates off of the steel cage, if he goes and interferes in the match or something like that. But I, I think the safe pick is Roman. I could see, to your point, um, to your point, Justin, I, I do see like cool off match where um, maybe um, to kill time, Elias is doing his set and yeah. then Roman comes out and just to give them whatever time they need to prepare. So I, I think that's really what it's going to be. All right, next matchup. Uh, the Miz, ironically, versus Shane McMahon in a steel cage match. Uh, this has been a very long storyline. I think it's the longest running storyline that doesn't have anything to do with Baron Corbin and, and the company right now. Yeah. Uh, uh, they, they, you know, the steel cage match is, you know, historically a blow off match. And I think that since both of them are on different shows now, well, I mean, I can't even really say <laughs> that they're on different shows. They can, they can literally show up whenever they want to on each other's shows. But uh, I, let's just work with the, the, with the idea that this is going to be a blow off match. I actually have an interesting um interesting thought about this match you guys want to hear it i mean yeah by all means i will just before you say that interesting thought i'm you know i'm trying to think the last time that wwe promoted a steel cage match that i was like oh my god yes definitive this is the end here because i think i don't know this you know we get hell in a cell later in the year things like that i, I i'm trying to figure out the last like steel cage match that was right bray and bryant Brian Bryan. Oh yeah, that was a good. One. Wait, I think no. Wait, was that a steel cage match? It was the Brian Bryan versus the Usos deal, right? Are you telling him? No, was it the one where he was in the um where he was in the Wyatt family? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. So I I would say that one, and that that's very far and few between. I like the concept of sort of steel cage matches. I don't think they get enough of a. I, I would like to see this um, this stipulation a lot more on Raws and SmackDowns as opposed to pay-per-views just because 
I think Hell in a Cell sticks on pay-per-views um, and it kind of becomes this very like monstrous thing where they do all the promotion for it. And for in terms of just kind of blowing off the, the feud on, on Monday nights and given that big attraction match that we don't usually get on Monday nights or Tuesday nights, like we don't get that. Like we'll never get a ladder match anymore on SmackDown or Raw. I, at least I don't think so. But I think a steel cage match is very much so plausible. But this feud, I mean, this feud has been going on for months and this feud has been really uh, just something that's kind of it, it's it's helped establish the Miz as a great face, which is something that like who would have ever thunk it? And then Shane McMahon as well, kind of just like easing him and getting him a lot more comfortable in this heel character role that I always thought people may like fight against because people do love Shane McMahon and he does a lot of crazy shit. But I mean, it, it's working for both sides. I think this feud is probably one of the things that has worked out very well for both competitors. Yeah. Uh, I think that, well, first off, I, I think Shane will win this match. Uh, but I think that I think Bray Wyatt's going to return for this match to face uh, face Miz. Ooh. I think that's the story. I think that's his first program is Miz. Ooh. I mean, that that's fine. You know what? I'll tell you this. Every Bray Wyatt feud has never started with, like, I'm tougher than you. Like, yeah. every Bray Wyatt feud starts with him ambushing someone in the ring, and that's who I'm targeting now. Think, so think, of, it, think of it like Miz loses, or even if he wins, you know, and then he gets a box, and in the box is the buzzer in the box, and it opens, and then Bray shows up. Okay. All right. I see a little J5 booking over here. Okay. Um, what do you think of this entire program, Jeff? Um, I like it. I think it's, it's, it's a throwback to the old school feuds where feuds weren't a month. Feuds yeah. like you would feud for, uh, up until the next major pay-per-view or like ECW, like Taz and Sabu, they feuded for a whole year and didn't touch each other until yeah. that uh, major match. Um, I like it. I, I think it's cool. I would say if there was no wild card or that the fact that Shane, because he's a McMahon, can be wherever he wanted, if this was like the final match and then they go to their brands, it would be much easier for me to predict. But now you bringing in all this Bray, this with this Bray shit in my head, I'm like, damn, he really could. I, That'd I be hard. It would be hard. I don't think a loss hurts either of them. No. no. So... <laughs> I mean, fuck it. All right, Miz. Fuck it. <laughs> I'll, I'll take Miz. I, I, I'll take Miz. I can still see the Bray thing happening after a Miz win. Yeah. If that does happen. But I'll say, I, I feel like Shane is always good about letting whoever get their comeuppance on him. So maybe this happens with the Miz. I wouldn't be shocked if Shane wins. I'll definitely say Elias. If Elias will win, if Shane McMahon loses, <laughs> well, well, I yeah, I, I think that. Well, no, I I think it even gives more credence if of Miz winning if Elias loses that match because he won't be able to come out and help. Right. Hmm. I'm gonna go with. You know, this might all they might all end up being like matches independent of each other anyway, um, because Lord knows how this company works. Um, I'm going to go with, and this is hard because you know me, I'm Miz Mark. I'm Miss yeah. Hive. Hashtag yeah. Miss Hive. Um, but Shane McMahon, it's just something about this that just kind of feels like it's got his fingerprints for a win over it. And while it would be like a nice little 50-50 thing, I think this feud is over and they don't want to go the 50-50 route. So I'm going to unwillingly pick Shane McMahon for this win. 
people are going to be so mad, but yeah. Yes, it's going to be, yeah. Uh, these next two matches, let's kind of put them together and kind of put our heads together as to where these matches will land on the card because I think, and I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks, these Becky storyline is the story of this pay-per-view, I think. Um, I, I think people want to see where these belts are going to end up and who are who is going to get these belts. And I think there are, so, there are way more variables for the women's championship than there are either of the men's. So uh, Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch versus Lacey Evans. Uh, I, I guess we just start off with uh, just the three of us. Like, who do we think are going to win these respective matches and how <laughs> like I, I think it's very interesting that they're going to have a Becky and Charlotte match. I, I, in my heart of hearts, I do not believe this match is going to be a one-on-one match. And if it is, I, I think something is going to happen there. But uh, Becky Lynch and Lacey Evans is something that I also could happen there as well. Are you Jeff? Are you a fan of Lacey Evans? I'm oh, still boy. on the fence about Lacey Evans in terms of just like I've been critical in terms of just like I don't feel like she's kind of ready to be where she's currently at. Not that she's on the top, but a sense of just like I don't know if they gave her too much too soon because there's a lot we haven't really seen from her. Yeah, um, definitely shotgunned her like she just came out of nowhere. I mean. She went from strutting out on every Raw and SmackDown, just doing the the catwalk shit, and now she's in a world title match. I like I like her gimmick. I like the heel Southern. Um, I'm I'm a I'm a pure lady in yellow hose. Um, <laughs> like that, like you, know, you know that Southern that Southern respect charm bullshit. But um, I like I like that shit. Like I think it's good. I think that I, I would hope that she gets better in the ring to match it because I think there's a lot that you can do with it and match her up with because she's she's the middle American the middle America view mom right exactly what she is right but from the south and and um so I I think it's I think it's cool but I've been really trying to to think what the hell they're gonna do with Becky like. The wild card rule kind of changes everything, you know? But she is the wild card. She is the wild card because she can go. She's both brands champion. So right. she literally go wherever she wants. But even if she didn't have those both belts, she'd still go wherever she wants. 100%. Man. So literally, I, I don't, they, I can't believe she has two belts and they still, I feel like they painted themselves into a corner by by having her defend against two different people. I, I think it's it's ill, but at the same time, it's like with if it wasn't Lacey Evans and if it was somebody like somebody who even fucking Beth Phoenix or somebody like that could that that has that cachet, that championship pedigree, then I'm like, oh, this this could go either way. Right. Uh, I feel like they do want it split again eventually. Yeah, one champion per each. I don't think that they they want both title women's titles to be like all on one person. So, do you really give that to Lacey Evans? And do you really does Charlotte get another raid? Well, no. so I, you know what? I'll say yes because it seems like, for instance, Charlotte's gimmick, and it seemed to be chasing sort of the Ric Flair thing. Charlotte is already the most decorated women's champion of all time. She she just is. Um, she's She has eight women's championships, which is the most out of anybody. Um, nine to me. You know she's going to get the, nine, the ninth eventually. Um, 
in terms of just like looking at stakes for both of this match, I can't see them giving it to Lacey Evans. It would be an extreme swerve of swerves if Lacey Evans ends up the women's champion. Not to say that it can't happen, but I think it would be the swerve of swerves, and I think it actually would be detrimental to the division for the women's Monday Night Raw division. Um, I think SmackDown, the the Charlotte Flair one, I could easily see them giving it back to Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I I could too, but or 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 we could it could be someone that we'll talk about in a few. Uh, I I mm. if we're gonna talk about it like that in that sense, I think Becky's gonna win both matches. But how about that? Before we even talk about the actual ladder matches, I think she'll win one quote unquote win one of them and win the other one. Fair, mm. right? Hmm. So same night cash in. On one of the belts. Yes. She'll, she'll quote win right now. I mean, or quote yeah. lose, quote lose. But I don't right. think she'll, I don't think she'll be too upset about one of those belts being lost. I mean, if she that? gets cashed in on, it still presents the opportunity because Becky's scrappy. His, her entire thing. I, I don't think it'll be, a, I don't think that the person I think is going to do it is going to do it in a normal cash in way. Hmm. Mm, okay, you got long-term plans. All right, you know yeah. what? Let, let's get through these other two matches, and then we get through the Money in the Bank ladder matches. How yes. about that? Uh, next up, Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles in a, in a match that, again, I, I don't understand why a lot of people aren't, like, fucking with right now. It feels uh, like, you know what? It, the, both both these, um, world, and I don't mean to, like, group them both together, but both of them kind of seem like, especially on the Money in the Bank card, where the, the attraction is the Money in the Bank ladder match, and then you have Becky Lynch having these two matches, these kind of matches, they kind of seem like you know, the the middle of the card. The 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 and, and which is great for the women. To, quite honestly, I mean, it's great for the women to be you know kind of presented in a way that's like the main event. But both of these kind of seem like middle of the road, middle of the card kind of matches. I mean, first first things first. That Seth Seth Rollins versus AJ Styles match. I think just in general, they've they've done what they can. To me, it kind of feels like. I I'd, I'd probably compare this a lot to uh, the Russell Westbrook and Dame Lillard type of deal, where it's not necessarily. I mean, I mean, those two hate each other, yes, but it's kind of this. It's also like aggression that's like presented on the the the, the stakes of I'm the best. I'm the best. I'm better than you. And I can prove that I'm better than you. And there's this actual aggression and they've actually taken it out on each other, similar to the Westbrook and, and Dame Lillard type of deal. But um, I just think, you know, just, I, I think it's going to be a good match. I, I think, I think it's going to be a really match. good match. I think yeah. this is the first of many matches that they're going to have is what I'm going to say. Uh, I think Seth retains here. Yeah, I agree with that. I think, I'm going to say yes, Seth retains. I, I do not. I do not think he will continue to retain against AJ. I think AJ. I, I, I think Vince loves him some AJ Styles. I think AJ Styles will be the universal champion by SummerSlam. Quick question. How do you feel? How do you guys feel about AJ Styles right now? Do you guys feel like his sort of the way he's been? It's a little, I don't want to say stale because that seems kind of harsh, but like we've seen this kind of thing for the last two years and it feels like it's time for something different. And we've been talking about, you know, just on this card, could it present an AJ Styles full heel turn, which I would be in favor of. Um, do you guys think that'll happen or do you guys think, you know, or is it just sort of the straight up match type of deal? Uh, 
I think it's time for him to turn heel. I, I think that AJ is a heel on Raw and AJ as a face on SmackDown is a, a, such a great character. <laughs> like it's such a great character switch. Like I, I think that it's like he tunes himself into a and you know to, to fit into the the Raw world as a heel there. And I, I think with the club there now, I think you just get you just get that popping again. In, in all honesty. Yeah, like when you said, is it time for like a new a new thing for AJ? I think it's time for an old thing for AJ and just like give like just do it. Yeah. Like do it. And, and it's just, you know, it's funny how they keep they're keeping Finn and AJ off the same brand. Like <laughs> which they keep flip-flopping them. And I'm like, guys, just do it. Right. Well, they, they did it. I mean, they did it once. They did it once by accident. For real, for real. Not with no, not with no triple and, and no DX and no NWO. Like, put the club. You you went through all that trouble to get them. Just do a run. That might be, quite honestly, that might be the like the most like money few that they kind of have that they haven't done yet. Is Actually, the club versus the shield? Do it. They could do it with Finn too. Now with the wild card, if we're gonna if we're gonna get wild, let's get wild. <laughs> <laughs> you always have your faction with you, and you can find a way to get the wild card. Like imagine if they're they're like a disruptive faction, but they're paid by the McMahons under the table to get titles off of people and to and to represent. They can always get the wild card, or they just say fuck the wild card. We're gonna show up wherever we want. It's chaos. It's chaos. It's Raw versus SmackDown 12 years, 12 months a year. Right. So why not just make them all the club and just have it like that? I mean, sure. what you want to do with Finn, but I, like, fuck it. Let's, let's, let's get wild. I'm ready for Finn versus AJ. That's what I was talking about. I'm ready for the, the, the sort of seeds and, and the club is trying to, you know, before, before Gallows and Anderson peace out, um, them try to figure out like, yo, what do we do? Like, where do we go? Like, how do we do this? I think that's the money. I think that's something that they have in their back pocket that they haven't even bothered to touch or even hint at yet. Um, well, well, the demon already beat AJ, so fuck it. Oh, well, all right, well. <laughs> you feel me? Yeah, uh, let's talk about the main event. Well, one of the, I guess the WWE Championship match. I don't even know if it'd be the main event. No, I wouldn't. I think the women uh, will. I think Charlotte Becky's a bigger match than anything on here. Yeah. Um, WWE Championship match: Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. A few that uh, I, I think it's way too early. It was way too early to turn Kevin here, um, but I understand why they did it. Uh, I think Kofi obviously is going to get quite a run with this with this title for a while. Um, I think it's, it's a no brainer. I, I think that Kofi will, will win this match. Yeah, I mean he's looked very strong in this whole feud. Man, I'm gonna listen. You can't go to Ghana without the belt. You know what I'm saying? Feel me? <laughs> um, you can't announce the. Uh, you can't announce the doc if you're like, yo, is he gonna win? Yes. I guess we're sending Kevin. Um, <laughs> but oh, <laughs> oh my God. Um, listen, I mean, Kofi Kingston. We, I think, just in the first couple of weeks, this viewed everyone had their like, yo, is he, is he going to be strong? But yes, they've they've done their part in sort of establishing Kofi as like, listen, he is a champion who's ready to fight. Well, he's the top babyface on SmackDown, so I right. think that's that's it right there. And 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 they've done a good part of like they've had new. I mean, there's only one New Day partner left, but they keep kind of like taking him out. Um, yeah. So it'll be interesting to see if this ends up a one on one match. They've been, you know, it, it'll be interesting 
just to see how this goes down. Um, I think Kevin Owens also agrees it was too early to turn him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, think I actually it, wish, my bad, but I actually wish he would have been the big O for longer. Yeah. Really establish himself as the fourth New Day member. Like, it's certain, it's certain people that just do it. Like, I'm, I still pop when I see Kurt Angle, when he walks up as a member of the Shield, and he's just so fucking happy to be, he's like, he's cosplaying. Right. And he's like so happy. And it's like, you have Kurt Angle in the Shield just suplexing people for hot, with hot tags. Like, it's just ill. And I think Kevin Owens has so much charisma and comedic timing that this shit could have been, like, big. Yeah, it, and... Big. Have and they could have built it with Big Big E coming back and and had it have him turn that way, you know. Like, right. I, I just think it was way too early. I think you could have done Kofi Nakamura here. I, I think that would have been a really good match as well to, to have here and give them some time. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. I mean, you could have did Kofi Rusev. Like, it could have it could have been really anyone in this in this slot. I, I don't think that you mortgage Kevin Owens. Uh, he'll turn not meaning much in, in the big scheme of thing for this, but I, I think that Kofi will will definitely win this match. Uh, let's let's wrap this up with the last two Money in the Bank matches. First up with the men's Money in the Bank, you have Sami Zayn who replaced Braun Strowman uh, uh, this Monday on on Raw uh, versus Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre versus Baron Corbin versus Ali versus Finn Balor versus Andrade versus Randy Orton. I think on paper now with Sami Zayn in it, it's definitely one of the you know strongest money in the bank ladder matches that that we've had in some time. I think Drew McIntyre is going to do his thing. Baron Corbin's going to be Baron Corbin. Uh but Ali, Finn Balor, Andrade, they're going to go they're going to go so stupid, especially Ricochet. I think Ricochet is going to try and really I, I I'd say like lately to me Ricochet's kind of floundered so far on the main roster by himself with no Alistair. Um but I, I do think this is a chance to turn that all around for him. I think so I'm looking at this and I want I want to ask both of you guys this question. Um I mean there's a there's a couple of former world champions here, but anybody here do you see like all right, in the next year because this is kind of what money in the bank is about, right? Yeah. It's about saying over the next year who are we going to put the belt on? Who are we going to put the strap on and how are we going to go far I mean how are we going to go with this? Is there anyone here who you confidently could see like okay, they're the next WWE champion or they're the next world champion. Uh, Andrade. What, Andrade. About you, what about you, Jeff? Um, confidently. That was a, that was a, that was a big word. Um, <laughs> put it in front of it. Uh, I, I feel like, I feel like at some point Finn's got to get another run. I feel like at some point Finn's got to get another run. I don't know if they do it, but I, I, maybe on SmackDown. But it's something about Drew McIntyre, man. He, I, I really enjoy what he's done since he's come back. I believe him. Mm-hmm. Every time he speaks, I feel him. Like his his frustration, his anger. I yo, I was like, yo, I go lost. So kind of has a point. <laughs> kind of has a point when he be when he be dropping his facts and and. I, I just feel like if you want something fresh, if you want something new, and if you want the universal title reigns to be like those type of guys, why not him? Why I not? Feel, yeah, I feel like definitely if you want to strike the fear of God and whoever your you know your WWE or Universal Champion is, 
it's the fact that Drew McIntyre, at any moment, he's a weapon in itself. The man is like a cannon himself. If he wants the championship, he's going to take it. Um, Jack can come, sort of come anytime. Now, you look at it on a raw side, and you're like, man, it could be Drew McIntyre. There's also a SmackDown side where it's like, who could be the one to end Kofi Mania and end the dream of Kofi Mania? and end everything as we know it about Kofi Mania. And there's part of me that wants to say, even though he's already won it before, and this is a very unpopular pick, just depending on, because this is the year 2019 of our Lord, um, Randy Orton. Oh, Lord. Randy Orton, <laughs> I think, just, just generally the story of Randy Orton haunting Kofi Kingston for the last 10 years. I mean... Where Kofi Kingston started to blow up in 2009, it was Randy Orton who kind of ended it all. And that kind of being the serpent just waiting in the grass, kind of waiting and just being like, listen, I'm going to end it again. You will not walk out. You just know that you're on borrowed time. I think that's crazy for Randy. Plus, it gives him something. He's he's literally not really doing anything. And I think he could just be waiting. And I think Drew McIntyre can become WWE champion. I mean, universal champion at any point. Or he could do it without the strap. I mean, without the briefcase. I don't know. I just feel like Randy Orton. I don't know. It's just me. It's literally just me. I know it's just me. <laughs> You're smoking dope. Uh, <laughs> You're smoking dope. There's no way that's happening. I, I, we, we've called Drew winning this match months ago. I mean, because it looks great on paper that Drew McIntyre win this match. But then I always feel like because we all expect certain people to win, that they decide to go left. Like if you look at the history of money in the bank, we most times it's not who you expect. Right. Most times it's not the most obvious answer because I'm sure they're in their mind. It's like, listen, we want to make him WWE champion. I just put the belt on him. Like it don't really matter. Mm-hmm. But for sort of these long story turns, like just the history of it, I don't know. It's, it's never the obvious answer. That's kind of why I'm going with Randy Orton. Uh, I mean, we, I we think just, there's gonna be a lot of run-ins. Yeah, maybe. I think Braun. I think Braun is gonna take out Sammy. Keep it a hundo. I think Alistair's gonna show up here too. Mm. He's been hinting at something. Yeah, He's been sitting in that seat for way too long. Yeah, I think Alistair. I, I think Alistair Finn would would be where I'd go here as well. All right. I mean, I, I think I say Finn's on the ladder. Alistair shows up. Fucks it all up for him, and then that's that's your that's your program in okay. the summer. Well, uh, I mean, let's switch to the women because apparently you have plans for this women's yeah. championship, and you have plans with this money in the bank ladders match. Yeah, um, yeah. talk about it. Kind of, it's you know, let us know what is on your brain, what is on your mind. So, and I've been saying this for a while. Okay, so the women's money in the bank is Natalia, Dana Brooke, Naomi, Alexa Bliss, Bailey, Mandy Rose, Ember Moon, and Carmella. I've been saying this for a while. Bailey doesn't isn't taking those L's for no reason. Usually in the Money in the Bank, they have people take L's to make them seem like the least likely candidate to win the Money in the Bank championship, right? Right. Bailey has been beaten by Charlotte and Becky. Why would you not have Bailey win at the beginning of the show? Then in the end, the end of the show, which with Becky and Charlotte, but Becky has already beaten Lacey Evans. Bailey shows up and says, Let's make this a triple threat match. Becky's a fighting champion. Boom, triple threat match. Have Bailey win the title. Becky would not be upset at that because obviously it's been set up within the past couple of months that she does not have a problem with Bailey herself. 
that's what I think is going to happen here. I think they would boo Bailey out the building. <laughs> I, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I, I don't think that's going to, especially if she pins Charlotte. I, I don't think they'll even have uh, uh, Becky take the pin there. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, if you would have Charlotte. Becky, if she pins Charlotte, no one will be mad at that. I mean, Becky would still have the raw belt. Exactly. But to do the exclamation point on things and just be like, hmm, Bailey is the one who steals it all. I think it's a great idea. Don't get me wrong. It's much better than the Dana Brooke, you know, fantasy that everyone's trying to make happen. Like Dana Brooke is like fetch. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> um, but the Bailey thing, I could definitely see. I could definitely, I mean, it's the most intriguing out of it all because you look at sort of the landscape and you see Natalia, you don't really want to go to Natalia. Dana Brooke, nah. Naomi, I would love it to be Naomi, but it doesn't look like the time right now. Alexa Bliss, we've done it before. Carmella, we've done it before. Now, Ember Rune and Mandy Rose would be interesting if they decided to go that route. Um, no. But, but I don't think, yeah, I don't think, I mean, I would see, I could see Mandy Rose. But I'm not going to call Bandy Rose. Bailey's the most intriguing out of all of this. What, what do you think, Jeff? Yeah, I was just about to say when um when you had put that idea earlier, like I you know it's it's I'm I'm stupid because I I keep forgetting that the money in the bank like they could cash the same night, right? Yeah. So thinking about that, all the horsewomen have held the world titles, and has I. Bailey's held of ty- the, the 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 championship, right or no? The raw, yeah, the yeah raw she's one. held the raw one for sure. The raw one, right? Okay, cool. So in this new era, she she hasn't she hasn't been popping like that in a singles way for a while, for at least for a little bit. And then mm-hmm. when I get everybody else, let's let's I just eliminate women who've won it before because it doesn't make sense at this point to have a woman do multiple um, victories when they've just started this, right? I'm just using that logic. Um, You know, with WWE, that logic can be uh, chucked out the window too. So um, Natalia, I don't think, I don't think she needs it. Um, Dana Brooke, I don't see her getting it. Naomi, not now. Ember Moon, I don't think so. Mandy Rose and Bailey are probably the top two that I could see legitimately holding it and carrying it. But, just like we talk about AJ having a, a heel turn, I'd like to see Bailey as a heel, or at wow. least who doesn't give a fuck about what the fans think. You know, like she comes out and the um the the tube men come up and she pops them shits. <laughs> <laughs> okay, y'all don't deserve this. Y'all don't right. deserve, don't deserve it or whatever. I mean, I think it would come from a real place. To be honest with you, <laughs> I said I think it would come from a real place. To be honest with you. <laughs> yeah, seriously. So I, I think it would be the best thing for her to win. Thinking about it now, for her to win, her to cash in, her to beat Be- um, Becky, and then embrace that hate, embrace okay. go full, go full. Like I don't care. I'm, 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 I'm all about me. Like fuck the four horse women. There's only one. There's only one stallion in the race, and it's really. <laughs> oh my god! Go full heel. Um, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if they'll do that, but I'm, I'm with both of them. I'm with both of them, to be honest with you. Yeah. Like, I feel like definitely Bailey needs a fresher sort of thing, but I don't know. Just kind of like from the standard of just like how look how long it took Kofi Kingston to ever be a heel because Vince McMahon could never 
never even fathomed that this man could do anything dastardly or be considered um, thing as a heel. But then, I mean, it, it turned out pretty okay. But I mean, Bailey turning as a heel, I thought about it. I could not picture it. She was with the belt and um, I feel like she had, I don't think she's a cool heel. Don't be, I think she's just hated. Mm. I think she's just hated, which might be, I mean, might be even more detrimental to her career, but I do think she's hated. I don't think she comes out in like a leather jacket and, you know, the hairs down and all this other stuff. But I do think she's immensely hated if she goes that route and sort of cashes in on Becky. But to me, if they do the triple threat match, I feel like she's pinning Becky. Yeah, why not? You gotta give you gotta get that rub. Like you can't pin Charlotte. You gotta pin Becky. You have to. Everybody, everybody has gotten yo, when I saw the Undertaker get cashed in on, I knew this shit was different. <laughs> like, they, nobody is above getting cashed in on. The the money in the bank briefcase comes for everybody. So are we all three saying that Bailey is the to us, like the most likely winner of this, I'm going with Bailey. Yeah, I'm rolling with it. Yeah, I, I think you go predictable here. I think the men's one could go either way. I, I think that every anyone but Baron Corbin would be fine here. I don't think Ricochet is going to get it, but anyone but Baron Corbin's fine there. But the women one, just do the right thing, WWE. Like, just just do the predictable thing. Just, it's fine. Don't worry, <laughs> we'll live. I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. Have Bailey win and piss piss uh, Sasha off at home. Uh, all right, and and that is the Money in the Bank prediction show for the A show uh, th- this week. Uh, I mean, we're going to be watching it with you guys on Sunday night, and we're going to have a rundown on the show next week. Uh, but that is also it for the A show. I want to thank Jeff J for showing up to the show again. Jeff, is there anything you want to plug? Yeah, just uh, I just say follow follow me. Jeff J says we talk about a whole lot of whole lot of stuff. I got a lot of content and stuff coming out um thank y'all for having me yo this is this has been fun i love you know i love talking the graps with y'all and um very smart informative show i hope you get a billion more listeners and they're not all uh dastardly marks All right. And uh, as always, you can check us out at RNC Radio Live. We have so much content. I mean, this dude Mill is just like made a new show out of nowhere. The Mount Silver podcast about Pokemon. I mean, it is what it is. It's just a new <laughs> one. I just it's just something that we just did. It's amazing. If you like it, go support it. If you don't, I mean, just I mean, listen to the many of our other podcasts, which I'm sure you'll support. Yes, we also have RAOP Gaming with Ampavelli uh, talking about the future of the podcast. Don't worry, it's it, it's good. It's it's gonna work out for everybody. Uh, but that also got released this week. Uh, we also have RSPN and they're they're doing their their whole playoff show uh, this Friday. And we also have the season finale of the Perfect Play. Once again, it's already been another season of the Perfect Play, but that's going to end with a listener's choice show on Friday as well with Huey. And we also have the call up on Friday with Kahlo, who I you know we love Kahlo. Shout out to Kahlo, man. That, that's- Follow him at air Carlo on twitter yes sir that's one of our, our most exciting uh shows all about nxt and nxt uk and we also have spot callers which is coming up uh this month i would like to say it's going to come out next week it's going to be uh myself cyrus and meals talking about heroes of wrestling for the 10 year anniversary of one of the most controversial and interesting shows of all time now jeff have you ever seen heroes of wrestling i have not it, it is a interesting show. It, it's the show where Jake the Snake Roberts goes off the rails. 
Oh, again? <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I mean, I didn't mean to say that out loud. I'm sorry. Oh, my God. But we're going to be watching that show on Spot Callers this, this month. Uh, so take, so keep a lookout for that. Uh, and uh, as always, uh, for another episode of The A Show, I'm Justin for Meals. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you so much for the support. Uh, shout out to everyone that listens to this. And we will see you guys next week. Listen, my champion is black. My champion will stay black. And he going to Ghana. So there we go.